Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. Hey guys, welcome to episode 137 of Intuitive Bites. Today I'm chatting with Shaquille Hibbert, who you may know from Instagram as Kin Activity, and we're talking all about managing type 2 diabetes through an intuitive eating lens. I get this question all the time from clients, can I practice intuitive eating if I need to control my blood sugar? Um, And my answer is a resounding yes, but I know there's so much skepticism, so many questions when it comes to this topic, so I'm so excited to have Shaquille here to talk a little bit more about it. Shaquille is also a trainer, so she gives a lot of insight from the perspective of how movement can um, play a role in this as well. Before we dive into this episode, just a reminder that you can now get my Food and Body Peace course. It is self-paced, so this is the course that I created for my Food and Body Peace program clients, but while I'm on my maternity leave, I have it available in a self-paced format at a discounted rate. So you can go over to the link in my bio and you'll automatically get that discounted rate. All right, guys, let's go ahead and listen into my conversation with Shaquille. All right, Shaquille, we are all set to go. I would love if you could just start by introducing yourself and a little bit about the work that you do. Yes, so I'm Shaquille. I am a certified personal trainer and group fitness instructor, originally from Manitoba, actually, and a kinesiology graduate. I'm currently now in uh, Toronto, Ontario, working on becoming a registered kinesiologist. So um, just because I across the provinces, I do have to write a new exam. So I'm in the process of that. Um, but I specialize in working with women who have type 2 diabetes. Um, I primarily work online for the moment, and I am working on getting some in-person spaces as well. And I take a body positive, intuitive eating approach to managing type 2 diabetes. So it's a bit unique in the diabetes world um, and it, it took it was a process to get here for sure I did go through all the uh, dieting trends myself and uh, both personally and professionally and uh, it led me to creating a program where I take this intuitive eating approach to managing your blood sugars so that is me <laughs> I love that and can you share a little bit about how you yeah like what led you to this work both with the kinesiology stuff and the type 2 diabetes yes okay I feel like I have multiple stories <laughs> woven into one so I'll try to make it make sense <laughs> in one little timeline. so growing up I was I was a teenager that struggled with dieting. Um, I was often on diets, I would say starting from probably around 13 years old. Um, I tried everything under the sun, um, keto dieting. Um, I think I did a, a vegan specifically to lose weight yeah. <laughs> dieting situation. So I did all the different things and with that off and on exercising and I would lose and gain the same 20 pounds over and over and over again. 
Um, and when I reached about 18 years old, I was actually diagnosed with pre-diabetes. Um, and type 2 diabetes does run in my family heavily, so I wasn't too surprised. Um, but I was very much shaken up as my grandparents really struggled with type 2 diabetes. They had every complication you could think of, um, edema, diabetic neuropathy, loss of eyesight, um, amputation. Um, so it, it was really scary to see firsthand what I was essentially going through and almost creating for myself. And so I decided I'm going to take my health seriously. At this time, I was just finishing high school, going into university, and I always knew I wanted to work in the health field. And I had no idea what kinesiology meant, but it sounded interesting. So I took it. And as I went through university, I began to understand how movement works. I started off at the gym, just walking on the treadmill. I did not touch weights for probably a good year. And I ended up losing about 70 pounds um, by just exercising and just being mindful of what I ate. Mm -hmm. um, with that, about in my third year, I started working as a health coach. And so this is where I got back into the dieting mindset because the structure of the company I was working with uh, was we create meal plans that you follow and we exercise every day. Mm. And so um, I had my weight loss. I was working with people who were looking to lose weight and I was promoting that type of narrative. And um, after doing that for about two years, I really did not feel aligned, um, both in my own personal health journey and working with clientele. So I decided to move on and start my own business. I found intuitive eating. I hadn't realized it at the time, but I was already following a good portion of those principles um, just naturally. And then when I found that there's a whole movement about it, I'm like, this is wonderful. <laughs> um, so I incorporated that. I actually started my business talking a lot about body positivity and, um, just showing love for yourself. And I actually created a program around that. And then I dove deeper into the blood sugar management and type 2 diabetes and combine them. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. It's always interesting to hear, right? How like, yeah, like typically where you kind of niche down is like a puzzle of your own kind of story. <laughs> and, and I feel like you've like, yeah, you have a very clear, clear niche here that uh, that relates back to that. So that's really cool. Um, so I guess let's dive into talking a little bit more about like, yeah, the intersection between intuitive eating and type two diabetes. I definitely hear this from a lot of folks. And there's this idea of like, can I do intuitive eating if I'm trying to manage my blood sugar? Um, so I guess let's just like generally start there. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, absolutely. I have been met with a lot of pushback when I, I tell people I, I use this approach to managing blood sugars. They're like, what do you mean? If I have type 2 diabetes, I need to be on a diet. I need to cut out carbs. And I'm like, immediately, no. My first step in my program is to eat more. Um, so I do not take that approach at all. Um, just because the clientele I've, I've worked with, they've all struggled with dieting as well from what I've seen in the, the small population I've worked with um, they've struggled with off and on dieting and my goal is for them to have long-term success so I'm not going to give them strategies that they've used and didn't love in the past to move forward in this scenario 
Mm-hmm. And with type 2 diabetes, it's so important to be able to manage your blood sugars. So to me, it's like, we're not going to play games. We're not going to do the short term, lose 10 pounds in 10 days or anything like that. No, <laughs> we are getting to the root of the problem. And so it's a bit of a, a unique approach, I would say for sure. Because again, people are surprised. They're like, you want me to eat more? This is the exact opposite of what I expect. Um, but yes, then the reason why I, I start with eating more is fiber. Um, that's one of the main main things we need in our diet to be able to control our blood sugar spikes. So I start off with them and trying to um, help them add more fruits and vegetables into their diet, which is also met with pushback because fruits has a bad rap in the diabetes community. This is so <laughs> sad. Yeah. But I love that because, you know, when I talk about, you know, gent- the n- gentle nutrition principle with the clients, um, you know, I think there's something really powerful about that, like add in mentality. Um, so so talking about like, let's get you eating more and adding in more things that can help you with blood sugar management versus what can we cut out, limit, restrict, which in the short term potentially leads to blood sugar going down, maybe leads to weight loss, maybe leads to all these things, maybe leads to feeling better. But then what happens after that, right? If we're doing it through a restrictive lens. That's exactly it. I talk a lot about the like diet, give up, binge back into dieting cycle. And I'm like, we're not doing that here in this program. It's (laughs) long-term. And people blame themselves for that, right? They, they're like, oh, if I could could have just stuck to the restriction, if I could have just stuck to the diet, like then it would be perfect because, because clearly it was working, but right. it's like, it's not your fault that you're binging after that, right? And it wasn't working. Right, right. Um, okay, so what are some key tips? You mentioned just now like fiber, adding in fruits and veggies, but like what are some key tips for f- people listening that want to manage their type 2 diabetes through an intuitive eating lens? Like what are your go-to suggestions of where to start? Yeah, so number one is don't even think about restriction. Restriction is not appropriate with this with this condition. Uh, well, with any condition really, but um, no restriction. So again, starting off with high fiber foods, adding that in is my number one, um, my number one tip for sure. Because um, again, that can lead to immediate um, stabilization of blood sugar levels and it helps in the long-term as well. So you can get both the immediate results and long-term results with that. Um, and two, starting to exercise. So I don't care what it is. You do not have to go to the gym if you don't want to. Walking is completely fine. Biking, playing with the kids, doing yard work. These are all forms of exercise. Start moving. So um, I work to help and find something that my clients actually enjoy doing. And it may take a while. You may have to try out a few different gyms, try out some different activities until you find something that you really love and something that excites you. Um, I think that's that's really important for, again, long-term commitment. Um, so those are my top two tips for sure. Love that. Yeah, so I guess like going off the movement piece a little bit more, um, my original question I jotted down was basically like, do you find that a lot of the folks that you end up working with have a complicated relationship with exercise? I'm assuming the answer is yes, but but yeah. So can you just like speak more to that and how you kind of help them through that potentially? Absolutely. Yes. So um, I actually use journaling prompts within my program and I start with, okay, what exercise have you tried in the past? And just 
write them down, no judgment. What did you actually enjoy? What did you enjoy about it? What did you actually dislike? Be honest, if you don't like using the squat rack, just tell me that. <laughs> and in that way, we can honestly find a, a structure that you're excited about. Um, so I, I dig down a little bit deeper than that, but those are the first kind of surface levels we start with and we get a little bit deeper on the mindset on that and experience that they may have had with exercise. And then I get them to make a list of activities they've maybe never tried or, or excited to try or loved in the past. And I get them to take steps to adding it in. So I don't even, in my program, some people may not even get to fully having their full workout program in the 12 weeks that I work with them, just because we're just trying things out. Mm -hmm. um, and one, with trying those things out, you're already making differences in your blood sugar levels. But two, we're still working towards that long-term goal and mm -hmm. finding that long-term structure that works. So I like that. And I feel like so often like people's relationship with exercise or the, how they've experienced exercise is like, okay, starting Monday, right? Like I'm going to like do it, this thing like this many times a week. And it's going to be very like, it's very like rigid and very structured. But I like this idea of like exploring and experimenting and allowing it to like flow a little bit more rather than like diving into a structure necessarily. Exactly. Yeah. So some people we have Monday, we're doing a swimming lesson class and Tuesday we're doing boxing and Thursday we're walking and that's totally fine. <laughs> so cool. Um, I guess like, what would you say for somebody who is listening? And I feel like a lot of what you're sharing, like is going to serve those people too, but somebody listening, that's like, I get, I've never gotten enjoyment out of exercise at all. Like I hate all exercise. If it left my own devices, I would just not move at all. Like, what would you say for that person? Yes. Um, it's important to create a positive, uh, environment for yourself with exercise. So I've definitely, um, worked with people who are like, exercise has never brought me joy Shikel, what are we going to do about this <laughs> and so we we come up with ways to make it more enjoyable so for some people they have you know that treadmill that's been used as a, a laundry hanger in the basement I'm like okay what Netflix show are you watching right now mm -hmm. we're going to pair that with the treadmill and so it just brings you some excitement um, because exercise is something that is necessary for managing your blood sugar levels. So unfortunately you can't skip out on that. So we try to make it as enjoyable as we can. And um, I never base it on, you know, food rewards or anything like that. We don't restrict um, or add in food just because you did an exercise. It's what other activity can we pair with this um, to make it more enjoyable? For some people it's I listen to a podcast that I love and go for a walk and I save this podcast for my exercise. So it creates that positive kind of correlation. Oh, I really like that. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about, yeah, how like for some people, like you're saying, like they're not going to be able to be like, yeah, I love doing this movement. Like this movement is super joyful for me, but like taking steps to make it just a little bit more joyful. And I feel like the other piece is kind of what you're talking about too, of like, not bringing that negativity and that like fear mindset into it of like, I, you know, I don't, I don't know whether it's like a, I have to, or I should, or I'm bad if I don't get this movement in, or I'm going to do it for X, Y, Z food, right? Like having a like self-care minded lens with like, 
I'm doing this to manage my blood sugar because my body deserves that, right? Like that's a very different way of approaching movement than a lot of people have in the past. Exactly. And uh, that's, that's something I almost have to walk through in my program because it's, it's so opposite of what people may be used to. Um, there's lots of negative correlation with exercise, uh, a lot of correlation with, oh, I ate something bad, so I have to do this movement where that's, that's not the case at all. Right, right. Oh, that's amazing. Um, okay, so I have one other question that's kind of, I don't know, we'll, we'll see. So basically, I think a lot of people think of intuitive eating as just kind of like eating whatever, like flying off the rails, like, I'm, you know, especially when it comes to like, thinking about it through the lens of like managing type two diabetes, like, it, that can be really scary, right? This idea of like, if I just let myself eat all the cake in the world, then like, I'm just gonna like, you know, really be irresponsible with this management of, of this condition. So I guess like, what are your thoughts on that perception? Yes. I love that question. Um, yes. So, um, in the program, so I have a a module, I keep talking about the program, but I didn't explain it. I have a set of (laughs) modules where, um, my clientele go through, they watch the module, learn something, learn a principle and take action. And, on on the side of that also personal training so in the module I I get them to make again a list of the scary foods and I get them to label them one to however many there are which ones are the scariest and the least scary food we allow into our house with no restriction so if that means you know we're eating bags of chips um, daily for a little bit, that's okay. Cause eventually your mind will be like, okay, this is a safe food. I'm allowed to have it whenever I want. And you start to learn this almost discernment with yourself. And you're like, you know what? I don't even want these chips that much. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just the idea that I wasn't allowed to have it. That made me almost feel obsessed with it. When you allow it into your house and it's there 24 seven, you will learn to not want it 24 seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I start with the, the least scary foods because a lot of people don't believe me. <laughs> That's such a good point. Yeah. And there can be like so much charge to those. Yeah, foods that are kind of top of that list. But yeah, and I mean, I think to, to your point, like, it's like, yeah, like there might be more, cha- there, there will be more chaos when you re- first introduce those foods, right? But like, ultimately, you'll be at a place of more balance with these foods, but it's, it's hard for people to believe that when their only experience with chips has been the chaos, you know, exactly. and the restriction around it. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much, Shaquille. This has been awesome. I feel like I would love to just talk to you more about all of this, but can you please share with everyone where they can find you, what offerings you currently have available, all of that good stuff. Absolutely. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Kin Activity. So it's K-I-N Activity. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have my website, kinactivity.thinkific.com. Mm-hmm. And I do have a blog as well, kinactivity.medium.com. I would love for you to follow me on there. I've been sharing a lot of tips on combining intuitive eating principles and managing type two diabetes. Mm-hmm. And also all the different aspects of dealing with type 2 diabetes so the mental health side of things um, any complications that may arise and how to deal with those I do share on that as well so I'd love for anyone to follow me there 
As for programs, so I do have uh, my online program for managing your blood sugar levels. And I do, again, take this intuitive eating approach. It's a 12-week program where we can combine um, getting that lifestyle, your food mindset um, good for managing your type of diabetes for a long time, but also personal training uh, just to keep you accountable if that's something you need. I also do have my um, body positive course as well. So for anyone that maybe doesn't have type 2 diabetes and is looking for just how do I create this lens of exercise and food is for me to take care of myself. Um, I have a 12 week program with that as well, virtually. And for anyone in the Toronto, Ontario area, I will be coming out with in-person offerings very soon. So you can follow me on Instagram and stay up to date on that. Wow, so exciting. You have so much going on, it sounds like. <laughs> yes, you indeed. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you again so much for uh, for being here today. Thank you so much for allowing me on your podcast. I, this was great. I would love to talk again one day. <laughs> yes, definitely. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode with Shaquille. Don't forget to go follow her on Instagram at kinactivity. And if you have been listening to the podcast and getting a ton out of it, I would very much appreciate you going over to iTunes and leaving a rating or review. It helps the podcast get out to more people and hopefully it spreads this anti-diet message further and further. All right, guys, that is it for today. And I will be back to talk to you soon.